0: Hey guys, I'm Stephanie, and this is Stephanie Solo Sessions. I am so excited to have you here. I am a three-time marathon runner who has fought with her body for so many years, and this podcast is all about teaching you tips, tricks, and mindset hacks to fall back in love with your body and running again so you can love running in its purest form. Hi guys, I hope you've had an amazing couple of weeks. Um, I wanted to do a session a podcast a session I guess I don't know whatever um where I just talk about me talk about my story and how I got here and who I am and just all about me because I haven't done it yet and I thought it'd be a really good time um to do this so first things first obviously my name is Stephanie um at the moment of time of recording I'm 32 years old and I live in St. Louis Missouri um I am a runner, I haven't been running as much, Um, I miss it, it's just been between work and um, COVA and just dealing with all of the things, I haven't been able to run as much, it happens, it's life, I've learned to accept it, Um, I work full time in the corporate world, in IT, um, and I'm actually working on building a coaching business, right, a life coaching business, um, that is really mine and that really allows me to create. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's been a passion of mine for a while now. And so it's just starting to come to light. So that's like the summary. But what I really wanted to do is talk about how did I get here, right? How How did I get to coaching and making a podcast and showing up for you guys like I do, um, so I think for me, I want to start with like my running story, right? who I am as a runner, and how did I get here? So I started running in high school um I actually ran because it was a good way to stay in shape for soccer um, I was not the rock star soccer player, I was not the rock star runner, but um, I started running cross country and kind of fell in love with it and um, it was one of those things where it was you didn't have to have any athletic ability to do it and it didn't matter how fast or slow you were everybody made the team um I had an amazing coach um and he he allowed us to be who we were as runners and there was something about that um I think there's something about a a male figure in a young, um, female's life that, um, really when they are so supportive of who you are as a person and who you are as a runner, um, just, just, I, I like wish I could, I, there are days I can't put it into words. Um, but he just really, I think gave, um, gave me, I think so many of us confidence to to be who we were and show up who we who like as who we were supposed to be and to not put any requirements on it. Um I think he was also really amazing at tailoring things to our own skill set, right? He didn't try to have everybody run the same speed or do the same distances. He he split us up into groups based on where we were at and there was something really powerful about that and I'm looking back on it now and and realizing how powerful it was to have somebody recognize like you as an individual at such a young age and so um it was definitely that it also started conversations around like how do you eat well so that you perform well? And so we had a lot of like conversations around nutrition and it wasn't in a negative way, right? It was in a very positive way. It was in a very positive light. Um, and and that, again, I think started shifting a lot of things for me. Um, so I ran, again, never was the top um, anything, but I loved it. I fell in love with it and I kept doing it, right? I ran all through college. Um, just for fun. I wasn't on any teams. I wasn't on anything like that, but I ran and throughout college, um, I found this like kind of love of running in the sense of like, it allowed me to almost escape from the stresses of daily life, from the stresses of, you know, tests and people and boys and mean girls and, um, family drama and all of these things that were going on and so running kind of became this part right like it became part of me it became part of who I was and what I was and um there was just so much there um so you know moving moving through college and there was also a lot of other things going on in my life that I don't talk about there are a lot of things where I was really struggling to find my place as a human. Um, I was really struggling to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be. Um I I really I struggled through college. I struggled to be able to articulate um what, what Stephanie was and what and who Stephanie was. And that was really hard. Um it was really hard for me throughout college and I think I attached running to the, the mentality of, uh, it can be so crazy everywhere else, but I have this consistency in running. I have this where I'll show up and I will run and I will do the things. And it, it just gave me that outlet that I really needed at the time because I didn't realize what was really going on. I didn't realize that I, I needed to discover who I was and um, who I was going to become. And I think in our early 20s, I think we all do this. I think this is a normal. It doesn't matter whether you go to college or not. I think this is a normal path. And so, during this time, again, I just—I I think I really cocooned a lot. I um, would push people away who got too close. I just right, like I, I just didn't know me, and I didn't know what I needed, and and that was really hard. But like running became this consistent in my life, and I was able to really hold on to that. So you know fast forward get up get my first job i worked for a a member of congress um because that was actually what i wanted to do i majored in political science i really wanted to work in politics um and it was pro- right obviously your first real job is super eye opening um it teaches you a lot and i moved to a place where i knew I had some family, but basically knew nobody, Um, knew nobody where I was at, um, and didn't really have any friends, again, had some family, but no real friends, Um, nothing going on, so I joined a running group, and this running group was probably one of those, like, best things that ever happened to me because they were just so kind and so opened and so welcoming and it was the same thing right like it was a community of people who accepted you wherever you were at um they let you be who you were and they let you run at the speed you were running and and it, it was yes they pushed you but they didn't push you to the point of exhaustion or fear um and they watched out for you and I just remember being like these are the people that I want to be when I grow up, right? Like this is who I want to be part of a community that really uplifts each other. Really. It's super important, right? Like it's super important to be part of that community and through that group, right? Like I found, I found friends, um, but nobody I grew super close to during that time frame. But again, through the ups and downs of my first job, figuring out like who I am and what I was going to do in life, um, I leaned on running, right? Like running became what I want, right? Like running became this like constant in my life and it stayed that way. And so it was super important. Again, this whole story has a point at the end, but it was really important for me to have that constant because it allowed me to continue um, to hold on to something when everything else was kind of in chaos mode. And I think with the work I was doing, the congressman's office it was chaos mode a lot of time because of what it was and what people think it is and um that becomes really hard because it's just a it's a lot right like it's a lot um and you you learn you learn so fast forward a few years right um i end up leaving that that job um coming back to st louis and Working at a job that I loved. I have some of my best friends that I found there. I still talk to them to this day Um, but again, I was in a position that I didn't love. Um, I really struggled to find my voice. I really struggled to find that passion. Uh, I really struggled to be creative But again, I still had this consistency of running. I still held on to this running, running, running. I didn't join any groups, but I did start training for marathons and started really like working on what I wanted to be as a runner. And then, right, left that job, started a new job. Um, This job was finally the one, right? There was like, oh, okay, I can see myself here long-term. Like I can see the vision, I know where I want to go. I think I've, I think I've got to figure it figured out. Famous last words, right? Um, while I really grew in my first real like corporate job, right, because my previous job in St. Louis was nonprofit, and I moved into a corporate job. and I started realizing that I had to use running as an outlet. I had to use running as an outlet to deal with my stress and deal with my anxiety. And when I was doing this, what I didn't realize was that I never stopped and dealt with the fear of not knowing what was next. I had this deep-seated fear inside me of not being good enough, not knowing what the next step was not knowing what the next move was, not knowing what the next rung of the ladder was, right? Like I had this huge fear of, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was next. I didn't know if I was going to be good enough to get the promotion, to get the next title, to get the pay raise. And it really started weighing on me. And so then I started running more and more and more, right? And during this about five-year period, I was running so much. Um, and then I also started really struggling with food and body image. and I started um, over <laughs> overthinking over you know, making food more complex than it needed to be. Um, I started trying to really control the way my body looked because I, in my head at the time, I believed that if I looked a certain way physically, that made me a stronger runner. And then if I was a stronger runner, that meant that I was successful somewhere in my life. When I felt like nothing else was successful, I would at least feel successful at running. And in order to be running, I needed to, right, in order to be successful at running, I needed to be less. I needed to weigh less. I needed to run more. I needed faster times. I needed all of these things because I thought that that would bring me happiness. I thought that by doing all of those things, that if I loved the body, the physical body I was in, that I would then love myself. And and what I realized was that I was quite literally destroying my body. I was destroying my mind. Um, I was running way more miles than calories I was consuming, um, and and all of a sudden something, I you know I ran, and it wasn't an all of a sudden moment. I think it was gradual and it was a buildup, right? Like it was a buildup of a lot of things. So I ran my first marathon. And then I ran my second marathon. My second marathon was miserable. And if you're a marathoner, you know this. I feel like this is normal. Everybody's second marathon is, like, terrible. Um, Maybe you have an awesome second marathon. And if you're training for a second marathon, I hope this doesn't happen to you. But my second marathon was terrible. Um, I ran through injuries that I probably shouldn't have. Um, Again, I was obsessive about the scale. I was obsessive about the food I ate. I was just in this really, really negative place about my body. And because I was in such a negative place about my body, it started to come through in my running. It started to come through in my corporate life. It just it was a continual build, a continual build, and a continual build. And so one of the things that happened was like, right, I got, I got hurt during the race, right, like during the marathon. And, um, I remember at, it's probably about mile 11 and then it was like mile 16 because it was kind of a loop that an EMT looked at me and told me that it was okay to quit and that I like did not take that advice and I probably should have quit at that point, but I didn't. I ran through it. Um, my knee was in so much pain and I remember finishing that and just being so pissed, right? So pissed at everything. Like just it was just this like moment of like what have i done like what am i doing why am i here and i didn't realize at the time that was like a huge red flag that like i needed to step back and reevaluate things um so you know what's funny is i joined a like bikini contest group eating i don't even know and it was literally one of those experiences that like changed, changed so much for me because what I realized as I was going through this group was that, that I was surrounding myself with women who were constantly comparing themselves, constantly comparing themselves to other people, constantly trying to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And I realized that this was like an unrealistic expectation for me that my body did not like ever want to look like and was never going to look like that. And I was devastated. It was probably the hardest couple months after that. And I think I just ignored it. I think I knew something was wrong. I knew I wasn't in the right mental state, but I wasn't ready to deal with it. I wasn't in a spot I could deal with it, and. I think also about at this time in the corporate, you know, in my corporate life, I had gotten a couple carrots dangled in front of me. And so I was like, maybe this is getting better, right? I think in my head I was like, maybe this is getting better. So what did I do the next year, right? Signed up for another marathon. Um, and during that training, during that next marathon training, I let go of all the expectations. I told myself that I was running because I wanted to run, and I was running because I wanted to love it. and I let go of all the expectations. I was still pretty I was still pretty much holding on to the food stuff, right? like the obsession over food, but I started to let go of the expectations around running, and that marathon was so much better. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I also about at that time. Um, realized that my corporate life was no longer where I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. And so I started working with a life coach at that point and really started going all in into the mindset side and going all in into realizing that the stress and anxiety that I had created in my life were no longer serving me, um, that I had built something up because I thought that if I could just control running and eating, everything else would fall into place. And the truth was is it didn't matter what I tried to control because that the the mindset wasn't there. My mentality around my health and my nutrition and my body just wasn't there. So fast forward, right? Fast forward. Some. I ended up taking probably about a year off from running. And it was probably one of the best things I ever did for me because during that time, instead of running, I really started working on how do I manage stress stress and anxiety and expectations without running? How do I build myself up so that I feel successful in life, so that I feel good about who I am and where I am? And I started working on a lot of different coaching programs. I was working with my life coach. Um, I was starting to build up my own coaching, um, and and I realized that that the the corporate world for me was never going to give me the joy and satisfaction that I was looking for, the fulfillment that I was looking for, and that's been something for about the last year year or so, eighteen months maybe that I've really started focusing on. I've really started digging into the mentality of, like, this isn't always about me. Um, This isn't always about success as somebody else has defined it. That I get to define the success of my life. And I get to define the success of my running. And I get to define, like, what my life looks like. And so right? Obviously, I took that year off. I've started running, right? Like, I'm running again. I'm not running years much. I haven't attempted to try to train for anything since that point, but I also go out and run just because I love it. Like, I go out and run just to run um, without any expectations on it. I don't use running for stress relief anymore, Um, and I think that's something super important that a a lot of people I talk to, a lot of people that I really um, work with use running as a stress relief and it's the only way they can relieve stress. So it's like what happens when you do get injured? What happens when you realize that like you've tied up your success and failure in running and you've got to take time off for any given reason? So it's been a really fascinating journey for me and what I've learned through most of this is that I get to define success myself. Like I get to make that decision. I get to make a decision about how I want to feel about my body each and every day. I don't have I don't have to look like somebody else. I don't have to run like somebody else. I don't have to be anybody but me. And that power and being able to take the power back and and being able to let go of all of these expectations that were never mine to begin with, because I didn't know any better, has been amazing. Um, It's been a journey, right? I've talked about pieces of my journey throughout this whole, you know, throughout all my podcast episodes, but I think it's really important that I kind of give you guys a background of some of this. Um, I probably should go deeper into specific stories and a specific timeframes, but this is really how I've gotten where I am and why I've gotten where I am. And I think for me, it was the self-discovery, right? Like the self-discovery of what do I want and what can I define as success versus taking on somebody else's definition of success. And that's been pivotal for me in the last, you know, two years is really stop stopping being something I'm not, Um, and starting to be who I want to be and who I believe is, you know, the greatest, you know, the greatest Stephanie, and there it is, and the highest version of myself. And throughout this journey, I've learned so many things about just how do we, the, the mind to body connection, and how we think about ourselves, and how we think about ourselves as runners, and how I thought about myself as a runner, and what I was using running for, and the control that I was craving that I couldn't get, and and realizing that control is just, it's, it's kind of a lie, and I feel like there's a whole episode about that somewhere here, but control isn't isn't real, we don't, we're not in control, we we have to sit back and realize that like, what's gonna happen is gonna happen, but we have to be able to manage how we deal with it. And it's just, it's been an amazing journey. And I'm here because I think that my stories worth sharing. I think that I'm not alone. I think that runners have more disordered eating and body dysmorphia, right, like um, body image dysmorphia than we are willing to talk about most of the time, that we have such a long way to go in this journey and that there's so much we can do. And I've got a voice and I'm going to use that voice because I believe in it and I believe that there's somebody out there that needs to hear this today. And that needs to understand and needs to know that she's not alone. So you're listening to this, like, and you feel this, no, you're not alone. Know that whatever you're going through, I promise you're not the only one. And that if you're looking and you're realizing that running is your only stress reliever, and that, like, you have tied your image, right, like your body image and your you know, personal strength and all of those things into running, like, there are ways to there are ways to start breaking that apart. And there are ways to manage it. So yeah, this was today's episode is again, I just kind of wanted to talk about me and my story. Um, hopefully not too much rambling. Hopefully I made sense. I like sometimes I feel like I'm just rambling on these podcast. But you guys are awesome. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Stephanie's Solo Sessions. As always, five-star reviews are the best and the likelihood of us podcasters. So I would love you to drop a five-star. As always, please check me out on Instagram at Stephanie K. Shruck And be sure to tag me.